I understood you correctly. We can play it now, and then we'll tie it up later. No. I don't think that's what I said. That's, that's not what, what he I said. said. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I did. If I said that, uh, shame on me. I said. Kyle's going to ask you to use the bathroom. Yeah, I said that we're going to take a break right now. And I said, before I'm going to allow this to be uh, amplified in the way that you want, it is going to have to be shown, demonstrated to me, that it's a reliable way to do it. Then we would request an adjournment to do that now. Well, we're not going to adjourn the case now to do that. Well, before I am done with my cross-examination of this witness, I would like to use this video, and I will need some time to make arrangements for what you're asking. So I would ask that before I am, uh, I would like time to do that before I'm done cross-examining this witness because this is an important exhibit that I intend to use with well, this witness. Well, it depends. Why don't you get on it right away and, you know, maybe you can get somebody to uh, testify on this within minutes. I don't know. So we'll take a break. Uh, what let's operating system are they using on the iPad? We can answer that question. Do you know? Not off the top of my head. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's aim for uh, 320 on that clock, which is. Yeah, let's aim for 320. All right, so 320. That's going to be eight minutes from now. That's uh, not a lot of time. Not a lot of time at all. So l let's talk about some of the things we saw here. And again, I've said this over and over again. This is why I get very nervous. This is why I get very nervous when you decide to put a defendant on and make myself a little bigger. Look at that little movie magic. This is why, oh, a little bit too big. Make myself a little bit smaller. Here we go. This is why I get very nervous putting a defendant who is innocent on the stand. I get very nervous about it. Oh, shake the camera. Because the prosecution, during their arguments, they failed to make the case that Kyle Rittenhouse murdered anyone. They failed to make that case completely. At no point did they make any argument to suggest that Kyle Rittenhouse did not have a legitimate, reasonable fear that he was in, at risk of death or serious bodily injury. They, they, they failed. So when you put the defendant on the stand, obviously that helps reinforce the notion that he was defending himself. But you're not guilty until proven innocent. You're innocent until proven guilty. So when you put a defendant on the stand, you give them the ability, you give the other side of the prosecution, the ability to do what you're seeing this guy do right here. You're seeing him. Um, you're sorry. You're seeing him just ask these ridiculous questions. You see him ask these ridiculous questions um, to try and trip Kyle Rittenhouse up. And it's kind of working. It, again, it is not making any ground. It's not making any. Um, it's not making any ground. Sorry, people are messaging me. We're, we're doing a, a, a remote broadcast tomorrow. People asking me about equipment. We don't... It's not making any ground up on whether he killed someone, whether he had the right to reasonably fear for his life or fear that he was going to be seriously injured. What it does is it trips him up and it gets him into a situation like some of the ones we saw where he was like, well, I thought there were people... I thought there were going to be other people there. And then the prosecution says, well, then why did you need a buddy? And then why did you need a gun if you thought your people were going to be there? I mean, it's a ridiculous notion. When you are out in the middle of a riot and you've said, I'm going to bring a gun with me just in case. I hope I don't need to use it. I don't expect that I'll need to use it. But on the off chance that I do, I'd much rather have it than not. 
to, for the prosecution to argue that while he's running to put out a fire, he should have given the gun to someone else and just willingly gone into that environment without any ability to defend himself is ludicrous. Whether or not he expects to be attacked or not, it is largely immaterial. And this is a fundamental misunderstanding of the Second Amendment itself. You have the right to keep and bear arms. You do not have to prove that you deserve that right or that you need that right. You don't need you don't need to prove that you expect to use that right. I mean, you can buy a gun and go your entire life without ever needing to use it. It doesn't mean you bought it for no reason. It's an insurance policy. Lots of people buy insurance and they never actually file a claim. I, I don't remember the last time I actually filed an auto insurance claim. Why? Because every time I've gotten into little fender benders or, scra or scratches, it's not worth paying the deductible. Right? You use it just in case. It's not all that dissimilar to what we're talking about here, but the prosecution was able to trip Kyle Rittenhouse up a bit, and we're, and we're, at, we're in recess right now. It sounds like for eight or ten minutes. They, they were able to trip him up a little bit, and it's not Kyle Rittenhouse's fault. He's an 18-year-old kid who doesn't have the luxury of someone like me or any of you watching being able to express, articulate what it means to carry a gun. Obviously, he, he knows the basics of it, I was carrying a gun to defend myself. They lunged at me, tried to kill me. I defended myself, right? The guy hit me over the neck with a skateboard. I shot and killed him. The guy rushed at me, pointing a gun at my head. I shot and killed him. These are all straightforward things. But when you start getting into, like, you can see how the prosecutor's doing this. He's he's playing games with, with the different locations, right? He's using different words to describe them. He's he's switching between the just generic language of what we like like Carmax number 2 and then he's giving the address and he's 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 trying to get Kyle turned around. Listen, the answer that Kyle should have given and again, maybe it's that they didn't prep him or maybe he's just been on the stand for 2 hours and he's getting a little tired. The answer should have been that I was carrying a gun on the off chance I would need it. I would much rather have a gun to defend myself than be put in a situation where I didn't need one, that I didn't have one and needed it. And as we've shown, as we've we've explained, people did attack me. So thank God I had a gun. I mean, that's the ludicrous, that's what's ludicrous about this entire line of questioning. They're, su they're suggesting that he didn't really need a gun and that he was just inventing the need for a gun. But you had people try and kill him. I mean, this is how backwards this entire case is. All of the questions that the prosecutor is asking, like, well, why did you need a gun? Why didn't you give the gun to someone else? Why did you, why did you load the gun, right? <laughs> why didn't you put the gun down? All of that is irrelevant because people did attack him. So the, the, the answers were simple. Obviously, Kyle Rittenhouse tried to give these answers the best that he could. And, and obviously we, through the lens of hindsight, having watched all these videos for so long, right, we've kind of thought about what a good defense would be. He got separated from his buddy, from his wingman. He went to try and find him. While he was doing that, he got a call from someone asking him to go put out some fires. He ran. He grabbed a fire extinguisher and ran to do so. He didn't see that the person he was looking for was right there because he had tunnel vision. He was running. All of this is completely a legitimate answer, but the way the prosecutors were, were kind of setting up the questions and, and injecting the follow-ups, it made it, it made Kyle Rittenhouse seem 
like uneasy, like like for whatever reason, these reasonable answers were unreasonable all of a sudden. So that's that's the that's the problem. That's the problem that I I see with putting a defendant on the stand when the other side has not moved the ball even one inch towards proving beyond a reasonable doubt that he murdered someone. Like I, I I thought it was it was great testimony what Kyle gave when he was being questioned by his attorney. And remember, after this, after the prosecution's done, the defense is going to get another bite at the apple. They're going to get to question him too and try and iron out any of these mistakes. I hope that there's someone on the defense team taking notes because the lead attorney seems to just be sitting back and soaking it all in. So I hope someone is taking notes and, and jotting down what they need to rebut. I expect that they are. So they're going to get another bite at this apple. What we also saw from the prosecution towards the end was that they were trying to manipulate evidence. That's what it is. It's manipulating evidence. They're trying to say that when you zoom into a phone, it's no different than handing people on the jury a magnifying glass. Well, you usually typically don't do that. What you do, if you want someone to notice something, you enlarge the photo. So instead of presenting evidence of a photo this big, you find a photo that's as big as... The big is the wall. You put it on an easel and you and you point to different parts of it so that everyone can see. You usually don't hand around little photographs and give people magnifying glasses. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to amplify, zoom in. And yes, in some instances, these devices actually do smooth out images because the device makers know that no one wants to see an image that's all pixelated. So sometimes they will actually smooth them out. We don't know. We, that's what happens when you, when you try and submit evidence at the last minute. And as the prosecution admitted, they don't even know what operating system the tablet is running. So they couldn't possibly be able to affirm that it doesn't have some of this newer advanced technology that smooths out zoomed in images. So they're trying to, they're trying to do this because they believe that's the best way to make their case. And if you remember, right before they planned to add to introduce this new form of evidence, they asked Kyle Rittenhouse a very simple question. Have you told us everything that you did while you were being chased? And Kyle Rittenhouse said, yes. They asked that question because they don't believe that he told the whole story. They, don't, they think that he left something out. So what they were planning to do is to play that footage, but to zoom in so far that you'd be able to see something that Kyle Rittenhouse, I guess, didn't even remember doing, didn't mention, right? I guess they were going to zoom in so far to see that when he said, I turned one way, maybe I turned, he turned the other. Oh, you lied to us. You lied to us. When you have a 17-year-old being chased by who we now understand to be a convicted child abuser in the dark, being chased with him shouting, I'm going to kill you, F you. Other people saying, get him, get him. Where someone shoots a gun behind you. You are in fight or flight. That, that's what you were going through, fight or flight. He, in that moment, was trying to fly away. He was, he, was, he was choosing flight. He only fought when he believed he was cornered. These are common sense self-defense principles. When you are fleeing for your life, you are not taking notes of every single thing that you did. You are, at that point, probably also still in a little bit of shock before you've even pulled the trigger. So what the prosecution seems to be intending to do is to take video footage, take video footage and unnaturally zoom it in to impeach the defendant and claim that he didn't, he misremembered 
something as he was fleeing for his life. That's how unreasonable this is. This all is. If someone is fleeing for their life, and you say, "Well, do you remember what color, uh, what color shoes the defendant had on?" So I, 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 I don't think he was wearing shoes. And then you zoom in and say, "Oh, Your Honor, if we zoom in." 500 times magnification, you can notice that these three pixels are red. He had red shoes on. That's the kind of ridiculousness that the prosecution seems to be wanting to bring in here. No, if, if they expected this, they should have created these different exhibits, enlarged them, and presented them in a way that everyone could see. And yes, presented uh, expert testimony to reliably say that the way it was enhanced, the way it was magnified, did not distort the fundamental uh, truths within, within the footage. So that was what that last argument was all about. Now, obviously, we're getting to the parts. I mean, this, this, this uh, cross-examination has been going on forever. I don't. I I presume that we're not going to have a late night podcast tonight because we're just going to stay here. We're going to keep covering this until it ends. At this point, it doesn't make sense to 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 close this out now when we're finally getting to the good part of the prosecution's cross examination. So we're probably not going to have a uh, a seven p.m. podcast tonight, but we'll keep going as long as they are broadcasting. If they do get an adjournment, which is what the prosecution was asking for, then we'll, we'll probably end for today. Now, how would I rate Kyle Rittenhouse so far? I thought that he was very honest. He's, he's being very honest. He's being very forthright. And I hope that the jury sees that. I do get a little concerned. And again, I'm, I'm looking at optics. I'm trying to look at this from the position of, imagine if I was a juror. And what I, what, what I would have seen in that last, in the last couple minutes is I would have seen that Kyle Rittenhouse couldn't really articulate why he was there. And again, he can, he has time and time again, which is why one of the objections you'll hear throughout this trial is objection, Your Honor, asked and answered. That's to prevent, basically asked and answered, that's saying that the question's already been asked and he has answered it. That's to prevent a prosecutor from badgering the, the defendant and ask him the question so many times, hoping that he'll get a different answer, a slightly different answer out of him. And you see that that's what the prosecutor is doing over and over and over again. Now, this guy's a scumbag. He is. And the fact that he he feels so little towards the right of self-defense, he, he doesn't understand it from a basic level. He, he can't comprehend why someone would want to walk into an active riot with a gun. Listen, I, I said from the start, and me and Joe got in a little argument over it. I think it probably would have been better if none of these people were there. I mean, I, I get it. They were there to, to dissuade arson, to, to provide medical relief for people. I think in a perfect world, they wouldn't have needed to do that. You would have had police there. You would have had fire there. You wouldn't need a 17-year-old kid to be running around with a fire extinguisher. You'd have fire departments answering. Unfortunately, as we now know, a lot of those different response groups were given stand-down orders from the Democrat mayor. Right? Remember those stand-down orders? That's something that's not coming into play here. Saying, well, why didn't you call 911? He says, well, I presume that they weren't going to come. What the defense should enter into evidence is all of this reporting about the stand-down order. So th they're trying to convince the jury that Rittenhouse shouldn't have been there. In a perfect world, he wouldn't have been there. But he was there. And when he was there, he, he did not surrender his self-defense rights. 
just because he was somewhere where in hindsight he probably shouldn't have been doesn't mean that the act of going to that place that he surrendered his right to defend himself. Even if he ran into the the parking lot knowing that there were people there with clubs and, and bats, even if he did that, even if he ran in knowing, he has every right to go there. Because in a civil society, you expect the ability to go down the street, put out a fire without being attacked by a mob. You see, the prosecutor, while simultaneously arguing that the mob was peaceful, they're also, the prosecutor is also trying to suggest that Rittenhouse had, should have had reason to fear. I mean, and, and that's how ridiculous this all is. He says, oh, well, you said the mob was peaceful. They look pretty peaceful. And then when he runs there, they say, oh, you should have known. Didn't you know that they were going to? Didn't you know that they were going to go after you? Conservative atheist said, surprise it took so long for an objection. Yeah, I was expecting the prosecutors to object earlier and try and get a sidebar, try and get the jury out of the room just to break it up a bit. Um, kind of like when you're playing football or soccer and someone goes down with an injury, just trying to break up the pace. Now at the end of the game in, in American football, if you do that, you get a penalty or a clock runoff. But it'll sometimes happen when, when another team is, is running a no-huddle offense in American football, NFL football, college football, and you want to just kind of slow it down a bit. Sometimes people will fake an injury or just take a little bit long getting up, get the refs to stop the clock so that you can regroup. I'm surprised that the prosecutors didn't do that. I'm also surprised that they didn't put up more of a fuss when Kyle Rittenhouse was very clearly answering that question about the yellow pants guy. Because remember, the yellow pants guy in video accused Kyle Rittenhouse of pointing a gun at him. And Kyle Rittenhouse responded, I did, and then walked away. The prosecution, every time Rittenhouse responded that way, like, I did, I did. Like that, like almost sarcastic questioning, like, what? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, I did. The prosecution was trying to take it out of that context and just interpret it as saying, yes, I did point a gun at you. And they're, and they're doing that because they want that added into the record. Now, the jury's not going to get a transcript of this, but they're trying to convince the jury that what they saw earlier wasn't actually what they saw. Because Rittenhouse said in his testimony, I did not point the gun at him, but I said I did in just a sarcastic way, questioning way, just to try and defuse the situation and walk away. The prosecutor turned around and tried to reinterpret that as him admit, admitting guilt. Because that's a crime. Right? They're, they're trying to suggest that Kyle Rittenhouse on video confessed to a crime. They don't have a video of him pointing a gun at the yellow pants guy. They don't have a video of that. They have a strange interaction where this random person accused him of pointing a gun at him. And he said, I did. And now the state's trying to use that to suggest that Kyle Rittenhouse was indiscriminately pointing guns at people. Again, they don't actually have any evidence of this. They don't have any evidence of the, any evidence that Kyle Rittenhouse broke the law, that he killed someone, that he murdered someone. They don't have any evidence. They don't have any proof. They're at this point just trying to impugn him, impeach his character, and convince the jury that he's lying to them. That's their goal. So I thought that they were going to come back by now, 3.30, but we can keep talking about this. I'm interested to see what you guys think. Go ahead, write in the comment section, and I'll, I'll read and, and, and check it out. I, I, if, I, if, if, I, if I had a time machine and I could convince the, the defense to do something, I would have convinced them not to bring. I, I would have convinced the defense not to put Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand. I, I think it's an unnecessary risk. 
I think that all the benefit that you get from him crying on the stand, you lose it when you give the prosecution. Now we're going on five hours to just cross-examine the defendant, trip him up, get him tired, get him confused. It is, it is a, it's, it's a lot. And as, as solid as Kyle Rittenhouse had, has been, I don't know if it's reasonable to expect an 18-year-old to be able to, to hold up to this kind of questioning. For, for all the laughs about the prosecution, how they, were, they had the worst witnesses and all that, this prosecutor, he's a scumbag, right? We said that. He is, he is not following the law. He's, a, he's violating the Constitution. I mean, we didn't even talk about that. We talked about that earlier. He quite literally violated Kyle Rittenhouse's constitutional right. He suggested in front of the jury that Kyle Rittenhouse, by remaining silent and by only telling his story now, that he had somehow, that that was somehow a, a, a mission of guilt. I mean, I mean, and if he had not, I mean, imagine if, if Kyle Rittenhouse had not taken the stand. Imagine if the prosecutor had come up and said, Kyle Rittenhouse never told his story, probably because he's afraid that you'll know how evil he is. You can't do that. So that the judge earlier went after them, and he had every right to do so. I, I am surprised that the judge has not already ordered a mistrial. I mean, it's, it's hard to do this in the middle of Kyle Rittenhouse's testimony. You kind of want to let it go. I'm also surprised that the defense hasn't urged the the judge to speed it up. Now, a couple times the judge has has encouraged the prosecutor to speed things up, but this is going awfully slow. And you realize we just spent two hours and we haven't even gotten to the point where Kyle Rittenhouse fired the gun at Rosenbaum. We haven't gotten there. They, they have spent two hours dissecting everything else leading up to that. And, and this is a murder charge. So I don't know how long these people expect to be able to question Rittenhouse? I mean, do they get all day? I don't know. But you think that they'd be encouraged to speed things up because again, I mean, we've seen all the pictures of Kyle Rittenhouse yawning, right? Yawning at the table. Listen, this is a tiring process. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what he's going through mentally, physically. But you can't have him yawn on the witness stand with the jury in the room. You can't do that. Like, they better be pumping him up from, with five-hour energy, something, getting him a little extra boost. I think that might be one of the things the prosecutor's doing here, trying to tire him out. Because that would be an awful look. It would be an awful look in front of the jury if they could get Kyle Rittenhouse to yawn or to get him so tripped up that he, he gets confused because he's been talking, thinking for so long. This, this is serious stuff. And when you look at all of the, basic, the basics of the events... This was cut and dry self-defense. Cut and dry self-defense, which is why you won't see, you haven't seen yet. I, mean, I assume they're going to try and, and suggest it. You haven't yet seen the prosecution actually attack Kyle Rittenhouse's statements that he was defending himself. Because as I've said on the podcast before, the charge against Kyle Rittenhouse is that he killed someone without privilege to do so. Now, you have privilege to do so under Wisconsin law in different situations. But when it comes to self-defense, you have the right to deploy deadly force when you reasonably believe that you are at risk of being killed or seriously injured by an attacker. 
the two parts of that, as we've said on the podcast, we'll hammer it home. It's the reasonableness part and it's the belief part. They have to either prove that he didn't believe it or they have to prove that it wasn't reasonable for him to believe it. So they're running out of time. They're here in the third, fourth quarter. The judge is reading a card. I don't know what that's all about. It looks like a greeting card. <laughs> I don't really understand that. Yesterday, the judge was was reading a cookie book. <laughs> I posted that on my Telegram. By the way, go follow me on Telegram, Max J. McGuire. Find me on Telegram. Let's listen in. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Front centrally, we're going to watch exhibit number 82. This is a um, uh, version of the uh, drone footage that was introduced by our expert James Armstrong yesterday. And I'd like to be able to put this TV centrally so everybody can see it. So if you could let us know if, if you're able to see it uh, when we move it, please. People asking us this live, we are a couple minutes behind. I forgot to fast forward because I paused a couple times. We're a couple minutes behind. The next time that they do a, a big break like this, I will speed it up. Are all the jurors able to see that okay? Both sides? Okay. Um, Judge, may I use Sister Marciana's point of view? So it looks like they're not going to use the iPad. It looks like they gave up on the iPad, probably for the best. As we play this video... As we play this video, ladies and gentlemen, the jury, I would... I don't like that they don't show us the actual evidence a lot of the times. Like I, I would have liked the, the camera to pan to the evidence. But it looks like instead of zooming in, it looks like they just zoomed it in or they're just going to play it as is. And yes, Kyle does look exhausted. Which is at the front end of the neuromaps. Here on the sidewalk, who is uh, pushing towards you know, wheelchair, and there's a little bit of a gap there uh, between that individual and the Duramax. And I'd like you to keep your eyes on that location. Before we begin the video, Mr. Rittenhouse, are you able to see this video okay? Yes. All right. Please go ahead and play that. Here we go. Oh, they slowed it down by 50%. Oh, my goodness. That's obnoxious. This is a drone footage slowed down by 50%. Just conveniently, they had a drone right at the parking lot. Huh? How'd that happen? <laughs> this is. So, what was Could the point of. Play that again? I'm gonna have what, you pause what was the point of playing that? The There's nothing there to see. 
Oh, this oh. prosecutor's wasting everyone's time. This prosecutor's wasting everyone's time. everything that you did when you first got to this location, correct? Yes. What you didn't tell us is that right here on the video, you have your gun raised, don't you? I, I, I can't see it. You know what? This is a nice uh, 4K uh, TV. I'm going to turn it a little bit towards you. I can't see it. I don't. I have no idea what they're even talking about. Are you able to see that, that screen okay? I, I don't think all the jurors can see it now. <laughs> I, I, I don't see him. For the defendant to be able to see it up I understand. Right? I'm just thinking if, if perhaps he could uh, take the chair that the officer is in right now. I don't see him. Where, where is he in this over there as well? Would you... Uh, is it him right here? If you came and stood a little closer to that screen. Is that the same definition? Well, you know, and you're using the pointer, uh, so we want to all be looking at the same TV. Okay. Okay. Um, would, would it be appropriate for Mr. Rittenhouse to come sure. stand closer to the TV? As long as, he doesn't, as long as he doesn't block the jurors, he and Mr. Richards can go over here. All right, and, let's, uh, uh, I'll move this back. I think this is him. I think I think this is what they're talking about right here. Down, down there, is that him? I can't even tell. Everyone has to be able to see the video, otherwise, right. like if Sorry. defense can't see it, they can't object. I don't see Rittenhouse. Where is he? What are we looking at here? It's a waste of time. You just came into the screen, put the fire extinguisher down, and now you've got your weapon raised. Don't Where? Where? Let's play it one more time. I don't see. Pause. I don't see it. Mr. Rittenhouse, so can you see in that video that you raised your weapon and pointed it at someone? No. I, I can't tell. This <laughs> waste of everyone's time. Your Honor, he's, asked, he's answered the question. He says he can't see, so I'm trying to help him see. It's not there. He says no. Pause. I, I don't see him. Pause the video. I, I, I see nothing. Let me make it full screen. It doesn't look like I raised my rifle. It looks like my shoulder's up, but my rifle's pointed downward. Thank you. I don't even see him. <laughs> ah! Alright. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. So your testimony today under oath is that you have no memory of raising and pointing your rifle when you first got to that location. Is that right? Yes. You see yourself put the fire extinguisher down. I see myself drop it. Yes. Let's play exhibit 84 now, please. What are they? Uh, this is... So I guess they're going to, like I said, they're, they're going to try and impeach his credibility 
by suggesting that he did something that he didn't tell everyone. In the case of pointing a gun at someone, they're trying to basically suggest that he's the initial aggressor, which is ridiculous. We've all seen the other footage. This is him running away. Boss. He testified to that. In this video at this point, Mr. Rittenhouse, you have turned around and you are pointing your weapon yes. at Mr. Rosenbaum, correct? He, he testified yes. to that. And there's a point. Let's continue the video, please. That's how did that change? Pause. Go back and uh, start at the beginning again. There's no, there's nothing's different about this. What? He he testified to this exactly when he was under oath. He turned around, pointed the gun. Pause. It didn't stop him. Can you go back about half a second, please? This is this is rough. He, he testified as to this, that he had pointed the gun at him and it, and it didn't stop him. We just heard him say it. Let's, why don't you go back to the beginning and hit play and I'll try and pause you a little bit better. Huh. It's not a playing Russian roulette with the pause. Pause. And he's right behind the street lamp. There's you can't see shit. Where Mr. Rosenbaum is running <laughs> after you, where he raises his hands and leaps up in the air. Correct? I don't know. I He's behind he a tree. In the air, I'd say he, like, he continued to run at me. He just threw his hands up. He threw both of his hands up in the air. Right? And he didn't shoot him yes. at that instance. And you could see that he was unarmed. Correct? Yes. That's not how it works. Please continue the video. And he didn't shoot him. He kept running, jogging, not realizing that Rosenbaum was sprinting after him. It was a fake surrender. Pause. It was a fake surrender. Joseph oh my Rosenbaum goodness. never touched you. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Incident, correct? He touched my gun. He didn't touch your body in any way, did Cause he? he? No. Because he, he stopped him. You? No. He didn't punch you? No. Other than that plastic bag, he didn't throw anything at you? No. He didn't have a gun on him? No. He didn't have a knife on him? Don't know. He didn't Don't have a chain on him? Don't no. know that. He didn't have a bat on him? No. He didn't uh, have any hate... weapon of any kind, correct? Other than him grabbing my gun, no. Well, he didn't have possession of that gun. You did, correct? He was trying to get possession of it. Oh, my goodness. I was holding it, yes. And it was strapped to your body, correct? Yes. At all times. No. During he, this incident, he testified that he you was starting to pull off possession of your AR-15 because he correct? was trying yes. to take it. Can we please play exhibit? Oh my goodness! I apologize, Brian. I don't know if I mentioned this one earlier. I think it's 83. It's the full speed version of what we just saw. That was 84 just now, right? Okay, let's play 83. Oh my please. goodness! This is. Mr. Rittenhouse, while you're watching this video, I'd like you to tell me if you see Mr. Rosenbaum jump up in the air with his hands up, okay? Okay. So they're trying to suggest that he put his hands up and therefore he wasn't a threat, but he kept chasing him. Go ahead and play. Pause. 
I did not see that. Oh my goodness! This is this is ludicrous. Pause. I see. It's behind a car. You can't right see anything. Mr. Rosenbaum disappears behind that car. Yeah. Did you see him uh. jump up in the air with his hands out? Oh, no, just before I saw him. Do something like this, like that was a reaction to you pointing the gun at him. And then Correct. he kept charging. Yes, but he kept running at me, so it didn't it didn't deter him. But it slowed him down a little bit. No, they sort of jumped with his hands in the air when you're pointing the gun at him, right? No, he continues to gain speed on me. Okay. Now let's uh, play (laughs) Exhibit 86, please. Oh, my goodness. How can anyone watch that video and say that Kyle Rittenhouse murdered someone? How can anyone do that? This is... This prosecutor should be disbarred. Go ahead. Slowed down by 50%. So he's running away. He lunged at him. What it looks like. Did you slow down? Did I? Yeah. I turned around. May have slowed down a little bit. It looks like you slowed down before you. Even oh turned my around. god! Yes. You've I, characterized Mr. Rosenbaum as as advancing on you, speeding yes. up towards you, but you actually slowed down, didn't you? Because of the people around the cars, yes. But after the shooting, you run around. Are they really Monday morning quarterbacking us? Towards the direction you originally wanted to go to, right? Yes, because people yes. left when he so shot. Those people didn't stop that, did they? They weren't oh there after I shot Mr. Rosenbaum. They scattered after you fired yes. your gun four times, didn't they? Yes, they weren't there anymore. And you've heard Dr. Kelly's testimony that the first gunshot from you to Mr. Rosenbaum caused Mr. Rosenbaum to start falling to the ground. Did you hear that testimony? I I did. And then you continued to fire three more shots into him after that, didn't you? Oh, no. I that... continued to fire until he was no longer a threat to me. Good when answer. he's falling to the ground in front of you, he's no longer a threat That's to you. That's not necessarily His true. His pelvis is broken, right? I, I don't know. But he's fallen to the ground, isn't he? He's. I saw him ledging towards my gun, and he. I remember his hand on the barrel of my gun. Because he was trying to push it out of the way so you wouldn't shoot him. Oh, yeah, he's running, chasing after you. And this is ridiculous. What was the risk to you of death or great bodily harm at the moment you killed Joseph Rosenbaum? If I would have let Mr. Rosenbaum take my firearm from me, he would have used it and killed me with it and probably killed more people if I would have let him get my gun. Mr. Rosenbaum never said anything to you. Yes, he did. About taking your gun, did he? He said he would kill you. He didn't say anything, but he tried to take my gun. And whoever's got that gun is a threat to everyone else? If, if he would have taken my gun, he would have used it against me. 
Let's break that down. First of all, he said you had already he was going to kill him from taking your gun by running away and doing that little dip and dodge that Mr. McGinnis talked about, right? He was still coming after my gun. But you could have kept running. You could no, have turned I, no, back because like the mob did, couldn't you? No, I couldn't have. You have the gun strapped to your body at this moment, correct? Yes. The strap is designed to keep that on your body Not so always. it doesn't come off, correct? Not always. To, to help retain it, yes. And you have both hands on the gun, correct? Yes. And Mr. Ritten, or Mr. Rosenbaum has never said anything at all about wanting your gun. You never heard him he say anything about it. He did say he wanted to correct? kill you. I haven't. You never said anything, he never said anything to you about using that gun at all, correct? I don't know what Mr. Rosenbaum was thinking when he tried to grab my gun. You just assumed yes. that he was going to use it. Yes. That he was going to try and take it from you, yes. first of all. And then you assumed he was going to try and use it on you. And it is his right to do so. If I would have let Mr. Rosenbaum get my gun, he would have killed me. But you had already pointed your gun at him. And it didn't stop yes, him. because he was chasing me. Did you want him to think that you were going to shoot him? No, I never wanted to shoot Mr. Rosenbaum. Why'd you point it at him if you didn't have any intention of shooting? He was chasing me. I was alone. He threatened to kill me earlier in that night. I didn't want to have to shoot him. But you understand how dangerous it is to point a gun at someone. Oh, my God. I really? At him because he kept running at me, and I didn't want him to chase me. But you understand how dangerous that is. Don't oh, you? my goodness. Pointed at him because he was chasing me. I'll ask the question a third time, Mr. And, and he you will not answer your bullshit-loaded question. Just ask your question. You understand how dangerous it is to point a gun at someone, correct? Yes. You understand that that puts someone else in fear yes. that oh. they're about to be killed. Yeah, and that's why he kept running. Right. He was chasing me. You understand that when you point your AR-15 at someone else, that may make them feel like they are about to be killed He was by the you. aggressor. Correct? Mr. Rosenbaum was chasing me. He said he was going to kill me if he got me alone. I was alone. I was running from him. I pointed at him, and it didn't stop him from continuing to chase me. Did you hear my question? Yes. Yet you chose not to answer it. Because it's a Honor, BS. Just didn't like the answer. My question is, you understand that when you point your AR-15 at someone, it may make them feel like you're going to kill them. Correct? He asked if it, it would affect someone that way as, so as to perhaps deter the person. Do you understand my question? I do. Can you please answer it? I did. I said, I, Mr. Rosenbaum was chasing me. I pointed my gun at him, and that did not deter him. He could have ran away instead of trying to take my gun from me. But he kept chasing me. It didn't stop him. Mr. Rittenhouse, you're telling us that you felt like you were about to die. Yes. Right? Yes. But when you point the gun at someone else, that's going to make them feel like they're about to die. Right? It's a matter of privilege. That's what you wanted him to feel. No. You wanted him 
to get the message from you that if you come any closer, I'm going to kill you. That's why you pointed the gun at him, right? I pointed the gun at him to deter him from... I, I pointed the gun at him so he would stop chasing me. That's why you, I pointed the gun at him. Because if you point the gun at him, you were hoping he would stop chasing you because he would get the message from you that Speculation. if he coming, you're going to kill him. Right? Defense, stop this. I didn't this. want to have to kill Mr. Roosevelt. I, that's not the question I asked. You, the uh, it seems argumentative, Mr. Uh, he said it serves no useful purpose. It's badgering. Um, it does seem argumentative. There's the mom. What what this prosecutor is putting this kid through? When we can all you see plain as day. In that sequence we just saw, you intended to point your gun back at Mr. Rosenbaum in the middle of the parking lot, right? I pointed it at him so he would stop chasing me, but he didn't stop. That I was could... your intentional decision to point at him. That wasn't an accident. You know, you know, I'm going to interrupt here. The, the jury cannot see you. I thought we'd moved it. I'm sorry. No, so please get it out of there. This is completely BS. It's a matter of privilege. So whoever's the aggressor lacks the privilege to use force to deter aggression. When the aggressor is chasing him, the aggressor doesn't like have the right to fear for his life. around and it just happens to be pointing in his direction, much like I am just happened to you know, wave this around. You made an intentional decision in the middle of that incident to turn and point the gun at Mr. Rosenbaum, correct? Yes. And you can understand why that would make someone fearful for their life, right? But he continued to chase me after, so no, I can't. <laughs> it didn't work. It, it didn't stop Mr. Rosenbaum from chasing me. And even after you shoot him one time and he starts falling, you continued to shoot three he more shot, times. He shot right? until the threat was neutralized. I continued to shoot until he was no longer a threat to me. And then after that, you run around, and he's lying there, face down on the ground, correct? Yes. And you're a medic, correct? I, I have first aid training, yes. Well, you proclaimed yourself that night to be a medic, an EMT. You told everyone that, right? Yes. They, and you had your medic Get bag with you, correct? Yes. And this location is right across the street from a hospital, isn't it? Yes. But your first thought was run away. My first no. thought was to help him. You didn't do anything to help no, him. No, that's not true. You didn't do a single thing, did oh. you? The crowd started to scream, get him, get him, get him. And I didn't want to stay there with the crowd building and the mob advancing on me. Were you surprised that a crowd would react that way when they just saw you shoot someone? I don't know. When you stood over Mr. Rosenbaum's body, did you know? Go ahead, madness. When you stood over Mr. Rosenbaum's body, did you know whether he was dead or alive? I didn't. Did you know whether or not it was possible at that moment to try and save him? I wanted to help Mr. Rosenbaum 
And if the crowd wouldn't have started screaming to get him, get him, get him, I would have stayed and did everything I could to help Mr. Rosenbaum. But the, the, the crowd just started to chase me and scream at me. Let's play, uh, can we have exhibit 14, please? At the three hour, 58 minute and 45 second mark. This is insanity. This is insane. The way they are characterizing these events. It really is insanity. When someone's trying to kill you, while it's obviously a best practice to help anyone who's in need of help, when someone's trying to kill you and you fire until you neutralize the threat, you are under no obligation to render aid as long as there are still threats to your person around you. I mean, these are basic self-defense concepts. Remember, as he was running away from Rosenbaum, a third party fired a shot behind him. So there's a man with a gun. And we could hear other people were shooting after that shooting at him. Okay, play from here, please. This is this is BS. So the orders the orders you hear about yelling no cameras, it was white boys. He's running away. Oh, you got gun, baby. So those other shots were not Kyle Rittenhouse. Those other shots After were someone you else. Fired your four shots at Mr. Rosenbaum. There were three more gunshots right after that. Going to step away real quick to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars is a Patriot-owned business with an extensive line of historically themed individual cigars and cigar collections, including the Commander Series, the Founder Series, and the President Series. All of their packaging is proudly made in the USA by American workers, and it's a truly unique gift for both cigar and history lovers alike. So here's the deal. When you go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, any order over $76 is going to receive a free additional Benedict Arnold cigar. That's right, a free cigar added on top. Now, this is the perfect gift for your traitorous liberal family members or friends or just for anyone or smoke it yourself. Again, go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, to get a free Benedict Arnold cigar added to all orders over $76. Right? Yes. And those were coming from very close to where you were. Weren't they? Yes. They were coming from right here. Which is why he didn't stay to render and aid. Street car source, right alongside 63rd Street on the north side of 63rd, right? Yes. What the hell am I missing here? You didn't react at all to those gunshots, did you? That time my audio was still going in and out partially. But again, my question is, you didn't react at all to those, did you? He didn't hear them. Not that I can see. Let's continue, please. This is this is BS. So on the one hand, they're saying that he had no reasonable belief that someone's going to hurt him. Fled. 
Because they were coming to get him. No one in that crowd yells, get him, or anything threatening towards you until after you start running away. Right? No. You had time in that moment to make a phone call, didn't you? I called Dominic Black, yes. You could have called 911, right? Yes. Oh, my God. But you chose to call your best friend, right? I called the first number on my phone. Oh, my God. Is that quicker than three digits, 911? Wow. I I don't know. He is not under any obligation to do that. Yes. And the first person you encounter is running. I don't believe that Wisconsin is is a good Samaritan state. Correct? Yes. This is a person that you had barely known for 15 minutes that night, right? Yes. And you told him you didn't shoot anyone, correct? No. You heard his testimony about that, right? Yes. Can we please play exhibit number 12? This is why you don't take the stand, people. Kyle Rittenhouse is 100% in the right. Well, we're getting that ready. And they're still making him look like you a murderer. You talked earlier about this crowd and what they were saying, and, and you felt like they were coming after you. You had time to stop and have a brief little talk with Jason Lakowski, didn't you? I stopped for a second and asked him to help me get to the police. Even with this crowd on top of you, as you describe it, you still had time for oh, that, my didn't goodness. you? For a second. It was, I stopped for a second. Let's play exhibit number 12, please. bag attorney again this is why you don't take the stand back up 10 seconds please go ahead pause there are people in the crowd that are asking you why you just shot someone, right? Yes. And you told him he had a gun. I, at the time, I was a little dazed, and I was thinking of Mr. Zeminski with the pistol he had at the Duramax. So you shot Mr. Rosenbaum because Joshua Zeminski had a pistol? Yes. No. You don't get to shoot someone else. You don't get to shoot someone else oh my God. because someone else no. has a gun, right? No. But you told the crowd he had a gun, didn't you? That's what I said. And that wasn't true. Mr. Rosenbaum never had a gun, right? He, he didn't He's have in a shock. Gun. Now can we please play exhibit He's number shock. three? At the one hour, 17 minute, and 10 second mark. Oh my God. A guy says to him, Rosenbaum says to him, if I ever get you alone at night, I'm going to kill you. And the prosecutor 
just basically twisted it around. This is insanity. What does it matter? Yeah, you, again, you're right, conservative atheist. What does it matter what he told the angry mob? It's irrelevant what he told the angry mob. He's under no obligation to tell the truth to the angry mob. He could tell him anything he wants to try and save his skin. Oh my God. This prosecutor is a total scumbag. He watched a video of a 17 year old being chased by a child abuser. And he just tried to flip the script. I keep saying this is why you do not testify. If the prosecution does not prove beyond a reasonable doubt, you do not testify. All the things that the prosecution is saying, they would not have been able to say. They did not make the case that Kyle Rittenhouse killed and murdered anyone during their, their during uh, with their witnesses. Everything they just introduced would never have been introduced if Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't on the stand. The defense, I mean, it's kind of crazy. They could have rested. They could have said the prosecution failed to make its case. This is an excerpt from the Gage Grosskreutz Facebook live stream that night. I can't. Why can't we see it? You told Mr. Grosskreutz you were going to the police, right? Yes. And then you said, I didn't shoot anyone, right? I don't, I can't really make out what the last part of the words were saying. Do you remember what you said? I remember saying, I think I said I had to. Let's play that back 10 seconds and play it again, please. To this scumbag. I don't hear him saying I, I your exact one. words. I'm going to the police. I did not shoot anyone. That's what I remember from that night, but so he's not under any obligation to tell Gage Grosskreutz what he did. He's not under yeah. any obligation to tell Again, him a shit. Was not true. He doesn't he have to tell the truth someone, to Gage right? Grosskreutz. They he doesn't did. have to. Why didn't you tell the truth? Because it's not his fucking business. I don't really remember that interaction very well. Let's play Exhibit 5, please. This is, none of this would be admissible. He wouldn't be able to bring any of this up if Kyle Rittenhouse was not on the stand. This is the BG on the scene video. Go ahead. So this is where they're chasing him down the street. 
pause. Now, we've heard a lot of testimony about this person who comes up behind you with something and hits you in the head. We've heard about Anthony Huber's first approach to you with his skateboard, correct? Yes. You testified that after a few more feet, you felt lightheaded and you stumbled. That's what you told when your attorney was asking you questions, correct? Yes. No one knocked you to the ground. Oh my God, he got hit in the head twice. Correct? I was hit to the point to where I stumbled. You said in response to your attorney's questions that you stumbled because you were lightheaded. Because he got hit in the head. Telling us that from getting hit. Yes. (laughs) You were lightheaded because you had been running. No. And you were being chased. Objection. You were lightheaded. Objection. Statement. Where's the defense? Being hit. Yes. Let's continue. Pause. There is an individual who comes at you and uh, jumps towards you and attempts to kick you, correct? In the face! He does kick me, yes. And you fire two shots directly at him Yes. with your AR-15, correct? Yes. You intended to hit him with those bullets, correct? I intended for him Yes. At that close range, it's a miracle that you missed, right? Oh, my, oh my God. Know. You intended to kill him. With he those was shots. kicking him in the Did face. You? No. Did you even care whether or not those two oh my God. were going to kill him? Oh, my God. I didn't want to have to kill anybody that night. In this moment, you're making a deliberate decision to pull the trigger twice, correct? Yes. That wasn't an accident. That was your He was being decision, kicked in the it? fucking yes. face. And you're firing an AR-15 at close range. Someone who was kicking him in the face. Yes. And you knew full well that if you hit him with one or both of those bullets, it could kill him. And a kick to the face could kill him. Possibility. If you hit him with one of those, wouldn't you agree it's a pretty strong likelihood you're going to kill him? Oh, my God. Did that even factor into your mind at that point? Yes. Did you even care whether you were going to kill him or not? I, I didn't want to have to kill anybody. I was being attacked. That's why I shot him. Look, shot at him. You shot at him with the intent of hitting him and killing him, correct? You shot at him with I the intent of stopping him from anybody. kicking him in the fucking face. Then why are you shooting at someone with an AR-15 at close range? If you why is he kill kicking him? you in the face? Because he's attacking me and he's stomping my face in, jumping that, and kicking my face in. That, you didn't see any weapons. On that person, did you? She was kicking no. him in the you face. You didn't see a gun. No. You didn't see a knife. No. Oh my god. You didn't see a bat or a club. You didn't see a club. No. You didn't, didn't see a, a nuclear weapon. All he uses is one foot. His Correct? boot. Yes. Let's continue the video. Oh my god. Pause. You've just shot around into Anthony Huber's chest, right? Uh, yes. I think he got him in the crotch. Up until this moment. And probably for the rest of that evening, you didn't know the name Anthony Huber, did you? I did not. Up until this moment in this evening, you had never had any interaction with him, took any notice of him, fair to say? Yes. Okay. And when you shoot him, he's got his skateboard in his hand? He yeah. hit him in the, in the you neck. You didn't see any gun in his hand? Oh, my right. God. You didn't see a knife? No. He hit him bat. with the skateboard. No. You didn't see a club? No. 
All he's got is the skateboard. And right? he hit him with and it. He's hit me in the head with twice, yes. Okay. And you intended to pull the trigger at that moment. Serious bodily AR-15, injury. Correct? Yes. That wasn't an accident. No. That was your deliberate decision, correct? Yes. And you oh knew God. that the way that gun was positioned, you were going to fire that bullet right into his chest, right? He was attacking me, so I pulled the trigger. And you knew that when you pulled that trigger, that bullet was going to go right into his chest, didn't you? I can't say. I don't know where the bullet would have went exactly. The end of that gun was pointed directly at his chest when you pulled the trigger. He was hitting him in the head. And you knew that, correct? Yes. With a skateboard. You pulled the trigger, didn't you? Yes. Because you intended to kill Anthony Hubert at that moment. Because you you didn't want him to kill you. What did you think was going to happen then? You got a gun that's aimed directly at his chest. Oh, my God. You pull the trigger. What did you think was going to happen? If I didn't pull the trigger, I thought Mr. Hubert was going to kill me. Maybe I misphrased my question. Let me try again. When you pull the trigger of the AR-15 and it is directly against Anthony Hubert, the correct Huber's answer chest, is what he will no longer be trying to, to kill me. Huber? He was going to stop that trying to kill me. He will no longer be a threat to my safety. Because there you go. he'd be dead. Not necessarily. Because right? he wouldn't be a threat to me. I don't know if he'd be dead or not. Did you even care at that moment whether or not Anthony Huber lived and died? Yes. Your only concern in that moment was your own safety. Oh right? my God, it's a self-defense argument. The next shooting is of Gage Grosskreutz. Hold on, pause we this. Have- oh, we just had, I just lost the spot. We just had the prosecutor accuse Kyle Rittenhouse of only caring about himself when someone is kicking him in the face and when someone is beating him over the head with a skateboard. The prosecutor literally just accused him of selfishness. Unbelievable. Going to pause right here because we're at the next hour to give people a chance. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you tune in for the next part, which will start right now. Just got to cue this up. Kill him, right? There's that possibility. With an AR-15 at close range. Uh, Any gun in his hand, correct? No. You didn't see a knife? No. You didn't see a bat? No. You didn't see... And it is directly against Anthony Huber's chest. There we go. What did you think was going to happen to Um, Anthony Huber at this moment? Is he? He is a threat. He has a gun in his hand. Uh, You uh, saw that gun. Sorry. I accidentally... I accidentally lost my place. Here we go. Because you intended to kill Anthony Huber at that moment, didn't you? No. What did you think was going to happen then? You got a gun that's aimed directly at his chest. You pull the trigger. What did you think was going to happen? If I didn't pull the trigger, I thought Mr. Hubert was going to kill me. I don't want to miss it again. Phrase my question. Let me try again. When you pull the trigger of the AR... Is he? Your Honor, he's standing in front of him with a gun. That's an argument. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Sorry. It's pointed at his body. Some part of his body, Correct. Yes. And he's no threat to you at this moment, is he? Objection, Your Honor. He's standing in front of him with a gun. That's an argument you can make. I'm asking a question of the witness. Yes. He's no threat to you at this moment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He has a gun in his hand. You saw that gun? Yes. So at the moment, throughout all of these moments of your interaction with Mr. Grosskreutz, you were aware of the fact that he had that gun in his hand, correct? 
Not until that moment. I'm talking about from this moment on, correct? Yes. And of course, that's a handgun, right? Yes. And you have an AR-15. Oh, AR-15, big gun! And at this particular moment, he's not pointing his gun at you, is he? Not at that moment. But you've got your gun pointed at him, correct? Yes. Yes. Looking at the video, I think I'm lowering my weapon. I think it's just a still shot of where you have it to where that, but I believe in the whole video I'm lowering it, and then he points his gun at me. Can you help me understand, Mr. Rittenhouse? That's a good call. Why Gage Grosskreutz, with a pistol in his hand, is a threat to kill you, but you, with an AR-15 pointed at him, is not a threat to kill him at this moment. Can you help me understand that? I've been attacked by several people, and he decided to come and point a gun at my head. Well, first... He hasn't done that yet. (laughs) Come on. No. So again, I ask you, in this moment, you told us Gage Grosskreutz is a threat to you right now. Yes. When you were on the ground He's being got a hit, pistol, not aimed at you. Anyone who You've comes at you is a threat. Aimed at him. Why is he more of a threat to you than you are to him? Because you're not because running at him. A, he was moving at me with a gun in his hand. This is right after you've killed Anthony Huber, correct? Yes. Right after you done. fired two shots at almost point blank range at the man running towards the camera right now and missing him, correct? Yes. And you're telling us Gage Grosskreutz is the real threat at this moment? Yes. This is unheard of. When you were on the ground being beaten, exhibit number 80. You have every right to point a gun at at other people advancing on you. This is this is unheard of. If 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 the jury convicts him, self-defense no longer exists in this country, at least in Wisconsin. Of, what's the number, 729 frames from the BG On The Go video that we just watched. This was prepared by James Armstrong of the State Crime Lab. I'm not going to show all 729 but I'd like to start at frame 468. Oh, so now they're going frame by frame? Frame from there until frame 500. They're literally taking it 60 frames per second, one frame at a time. This is insanity. Mr. Stute, could you please slowly advance frame by frame until I tell you to stop? This is the most cut-and-dry self-defense case I've ever seen in my life. And they are treating him like he is an attacker, like he is the aggressor. That he, being hit in the head, hit in the neck, kicked in the face, has no right to point a gun at someone who is advancing on him, also holding a gun. This This is is insanity. after Gage Grosskreutz has stopped in front of you, and you are doing something with your firearm at that moment. Do you recall that? Yes. You were asked some questions about what you were doing at that moment. Is it fair to say that you turn your firearm over and you're looking at it, you're examining it? Yes. 
But your testimony is you didn't do anything to actually manipulate it. At no, that he said he didn't re-rack it. Correct. Okay. He didn't charge a round. There's a difference between checking to see if you have a round in the chamber and charging a new round. They're, they're accusing him of lying. When, like, if you take your gun... Hold on, let's, let's pause it real quick. Let me, let, me, let me show you what I'm talking about. If you take your gun, take your AR-15, let's make sure it's empty so I don't have an Alec Baldwin moment. If you take your gun and you want to check to see if there's a round in the chamber or not, you don't have to pull it all the way back and re-rack. You just need to move it back a little bit and see if there's a round in there. Now, they are accusing Kyle Rittenhouse of doing that and simultaneously lying when he said he didn't re-rack. You can check to see if you have a round in the chamber without re-racking and putting a new round into the chamber. Going to remind everyone that this podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21, CD21, Charlie Delta 21 to get up to 66% off. It's the best promo code that MyPillow has available. Listen, Mike Lindell is a patriot. It's a great American company that employs a large number of American workers. Shop American. Get your family members or friends a fine MyPillow product this year for the holiday season for Christmas. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. Let's keep playing. They're going frame by frame. Frame 500 shows you Firing your AR-15 towards Gage Grosskreutz. Yes. At this particular moment, he does not have that pistol pointed towards you. Does because he? you just... He does. His oh my. We're really doing leg that? has stepped across. We're really doing this? Not directly towards you, but to the side of you. Correct? We're really doing this? Frame by frame? Yes. He's reaching in. With his left arm towards you, correct? Yeah. We're really doing this? He never steps back and puts the gun in both hands. Doesn't have to. In a ready aim position towards you, does he? He doesn't do that. He never takes that gun with his right hand and stands there and holds it out with his right hand in front of him and aims it directly at you, does he? No, he does this pointing it directly at my head. And you thought that's the way he was going to shoot you? Maybe. Yeah. You Maybe. thought he ran up close to you to, to shoot you? Yes. You understand that he could have taken that gun if he wanted to and shot you from 10, 15, 20 feet away. But he didn't. Right? It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Can you read? Sorry, I'm have, trying to understand the question. You're, you understand that a pistol like that doesn't need to be right up close it to doesn't, someone to shoot. But it was. Right? Yes. It can shoot from 10, 15, 20 feet away, right? But it yes. wasn't. Mr. Grosskreutz could have stopped 10, 15, yes. 20 feet he away could have, if he wanted to shoot you. He could have withdrawn. fired his pistol at you, couldn't he have? He could have, but he didn't. And your testimony is that you believed he ran up close to you and yes. reached in with his left hand, with his gun in his right hand, because that was his way of yes. using this gun to shoot you? Yes. Yes. Did you think like. he was reaching in to grab your gun? No. You didn't think he was going to take your gun away, did you? I thought he was going to shoot me. With his pistol? Yes. Which he never actually does. 
Correct. Because Kyle Correct. shot him first. He never fires that gun at you at all. Because Kyle Rittenhouse in fired. Fact, in this entire sequence of events, no one ever fired a gun at you, did they? Yeah, that's not true. Mr. Zeminski fired a gun from behind me. Did Mr. Zeminski fire that gun at you? I believe so. What do you base that on? Did you see it? The video. Did you see it? No. That's You're talking about back uh-huh. when the incident with Mr. Rosenbaum happens, correct? Yes. That happened while you and Mr. Rosenbaum are running And then the people the who fired at him. Correct? Yes. People at fired at him throughout time, the night. You didn't see Joshua Zeminski fire whoa, 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 a shot, Whoa, 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 whoa. Zeminski fired at him. Whoever also fired at him after the, the parking lot shooting also fired at him. And then you can also listen after this whole encounter where he shot Grosskreutz, where he shot Huber, where he shot at, at Ninja Kick guy. As he's running to police, you can also hear more shots ringing out in his direction. So this prosecutor is lying. This prosecutor is lying. And he's trying to catch Rittenhouse not understanding the question. Let's go ahead and keep playing. This is, this is disgusting. This guy's supposed to be for the people? Yeah, right. Did you? No. You heard a gunshot, right? Yes. But you had no idea who fired it. I believed it was Mr. Zeminski. So that gunshot did not at all factor into your decision to kill Joseph Rosenbaum, did it? No, Mr. Rosenbaum trying to steal my gun did. So you didn't think that was a gunshot from Joseph Rosenbaum? No. You knew he didn't have a gun? He's badgering. You didn't think that the shot which had been fired supposedly by Mr. Zeminski had been fired by Mr. Rosenbaum? Exactly. Okay, okay. So you heard a gunshot. badgering. You now know that was Joshua Zeminski based on watching the videos, right? Yes. But at the time, you didn't think that was Joseph Rosenbaum firing that shot, did you? No. You knew Joseph Rosenbaum didn't have a gun, right? No, he didn't know that. Yes. And you certainly would agree with me that you don't have the right to kill Joseph Rosenbaum. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. He does. Asked and answered. Yes. Asked and answered. He already asked that same question. When you heard that gunshot, where is the defense? Whether it was fired at you or up in the air or at Rosenbaum or anyone else, did you? Oh my God! I heard it from behind me, but I didn't. Oh my God! You didn't know where it was aimed. Correct. Correct. You didn't feel it hit you. Correct? Correct. You didn't hear it ricochet anywhere near you. Correct? Correct. You received no indication oh my goodness. that that gunshot oh, yeah, was no, going just... to put your life in danger. <laughs> Correct? I don't know. There were gunshots going off all night long, weren't there? Which is why he was armed. Sort of. Firecrackers, Fireworks, gunshots. Yeah. Hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Right after you kill Rosenbaum, there's oh three God. shots right after that, aren't there? Yes. From very close to where you were. Yes. Yet you don't turn and shoot anybody there after you hear those, did you? No. So. Oh, my God. Getting back to my original question. In this entire sequence of events, no one ever fired a shot That's not true. That's not true. No. No. Why would you say that? That's not true. They were taking shots at you while you were running away. After you kill Anthony Huber shoot Gage Grosskreutz and attempt to fire those two shots at the person who who jumped at you, you got up and you walked away, didn't you? Yes. And you're about, what, a block away from the police line? Yes. And you know that police line's there because you're running towards it. Yes. 
and there's really nothing in the road between you and that police line, is there? At, after the shooting? Everybody no. scatters? No, nothing in the road. So you have a clear line of sight from where you did those shootings to those law enforcement vehicles, correct? Yes. And you still have your AR-15? Yes. And the crowd is pretty much run after they hear the sh sh shots, right? Yes. You still have your medic bag? Yes. Correct? Yes. You never once offer to help anybody that you just shot, correct? Oh, my God. Correct, you don't? he just got correct. attacked. Anthony Huber is lying there over on the ground after you shot him once in the chest, correct? He yes. just got attacked. You didn't know at that point whether he was alive or dead. It's did not you? his job. You never went over to check, did you? No. You didn't know whether it was possible to save his life at that moment or not, did you? Oh, my God. And you didn't even care. You just kept on walking. Correct? I kept walking to get to the police line. Gage Grosskreutz, right after you shoot him in the arm, is yelling, I need a medic. Did you hear oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's in the videos, isn't he's it? He's still holding the gun. You don't do anything to help him, do you? No. You he's just still holding the gun. To get out of there as fast as you can. Correct? Yes. This is, this is insanity. It is the most clear-cut self-defense case we've probably ever seen, where he is shooting people who are kicking him in the head, hitting him in the head, and rushing him with a gun. And this prosecutor is making it look like he had no privilege had to defend his life. Someone running up the street with a gun, and the crowd was saying that that person just shot someone, like they were saying about you. You would have taken action to stop him yourself, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't have. You're running around putting out fires, aren't you? Yes. A shooting's far more serious than a fire, isn't oh it? Oh, my God. Yes. You took it upon yourself to do the things that the police and Don't the fire Don't fall this trap. You're not a vigilante. Weren't doing that night, correct? I helped put out fires, but I wouldn't say that. You went around offering medical service because you didn't think there were EMTs or EMS that would be able to come in there, correct? Yes. So you took it upon yourself to do the things that you didn't think the police or fire could do, correct? I wouldn't say I took it upon myself, but I, would, I was helping people with first aid and putting out fires at businesses. So if you saw someone running with a gun and everybody said, no. that guy just shot someone, you would have taken your AR-15 no. and tried to stop him, wouldn't you? It goes to the crowd's reaction to him, Your Honor. I think he would have reacted the same way. The, the crowd is important in terms of it's a factor that bears on the some of the counts as to what the surroundings were. Uh, otherwise, the crowd is unimportant, and what the crowd, what he might have done vis-a-vis -vis the crowd is, uh, I, I don't see where we're going. Understood. When you got back to that police line, and they, what'd you say? They they pepper sprayed you. I believe so, but I don't remember it. They told you to get out of the road. Yes. Because they were going in there yes. to do what you hadn't done, which is to try and help the people that you oh just my, shot. Oh, right? my God. Yes. And then you went after, back after that to the 59th Street car source, didn't you? Yes. And you told them that you just shot someone. Yes. Oh someone, my God. meaning an individual person, correct? 
I wasn't meaning individual. I was saying I just shot someone. I just shot someone. You were told by Nick Smith that the police were coming to your location, to the 59th Street car source, right? I don't recall that. And yet you decided to flee, didn't you? No. You didn't stick around for the police, did you? I, I went to go turn myself into the Antioch Police Department. A couple of hours later. An hour Actually, later. It wasn't a couple of hours. You know what time it was. I'm asking the witness if the witness can answer. Uh, this is this is horseshit. Go ahead. You can answer, sir. It was a couple of hours later, wasn't it? No. And in between leaving that location in downtown Kenosha and getting to Antioch, you were looking at social media, weren't you? No, I wasn't. My phone was dead. You had heard from other people that your name was out there, right? Later on in the evening, I believe I heard something, but no. You knew that your picture was out there, right? No. You're telling me, as you sit here under oath, that after those shootings, between then and the time you turned yourself into the Antioch Police Department, you had no idea that there was social media out there with your picture and your name as the shooter. I'm trying to recall, but I, I can't, I'm, tr I'm trying to remember. I'm sorry, I don't remember. This is, this prosecutor is scum. Uh, you may step down, sir. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, but before that, call that witness. I need to use the men's room. How about a about a five to ten minute break? Please so they're not going the to. They're During not the break, going you to may immediately. Either use the jury room, or you may remain down wow. here uh, in the library. This is stunning. I cannot believe. Actually, I can believe it, which is why I've been saying from the very start that he never should have taken the stand. I don't think he did so much damage to his own case that they can't fix it. I think they absolutely can fix it. But you see how much of a scumbag that prosecutor is. You see how little that prosecutor actually cares about the rule of law, cares about your self-defense rights. I mean, there was a part there where the prosecutor actually accused... Kyle Rittenhouse of being selfish while he's being kicked in the face, hit in the head with a skateboard and charged by a man with a gun. The prosecutor accused him of being selfish and not rendering aid to the man who was bleeding out of the arm where he was still holding the gun. This guy tried to kill Kyle Rittenhouse. He is absolutely reasonable. It is absolutely reasonable for Kyle Rittenhouse to believe that Gage Grosskreutz was trying to kill him. When you shoot someone in the arm, one of the interesting things about that is all the muscles tense up in your arm. So if you look at those pictures, Gage Grosskreutz never dropped the gun because he couldn't. He lost the ability to drop the gun because he had just been shot in the same arm. The notion that Kyle Rittenhouse, immediately after being threatened by a man with a gun, should have rendered aid to the arm that was still holding the gun is lunacy. It is fucking insane. It's not, oh, semantics, oh, you, potato, potato. It is insanity. 
for a prosecutor to suggest that the boy who was just almost killed by a man with a gun should have rendered aid to the to the wounded arm that was still holding the gun. It's always oh, just a boot to the face. Did he have a gun? Did he have a bat? Did he have a club? Did he have a knife? No, he was stomping his face in. The other guy. Kyle Rittenhouse, on the ground having fallen after being hit in the head, had every right to fear for his life or to fear that he was at risk of serious bodily harm by a man jump-kicking him in the face. He had every right to fear for his life. It wasn't just a boot. And after being kicked in the face, when he turns around and sees another scumbag hitting him in the head with a skateboard, ultimately hitting him in the neck, he had every right to, again, fear for his life or fear that he was at risk of serious bodily injury and fire upon that person. The prosecutor kept trying to get him to admit that he intended to kill him. He intended to stop the threat, to neutralize the threat, to stop the people who meant to do him serious bodily harm or meant to kill him. It was reasonable for him him to interpret it that way, and he used a reasonable amount of force. He did not unload a magazine into anyone. He fired four shots at Rosenbaum. He fired two shots at the guy who kicked him in the face. He fired one shot at the guy who hit him in the head with the skateboard, and he fired one shot at the guy who charged him with a gun. That is the definition of reasonable. And to listen to the prosecutor paint this as some fairy tale, that Kyle Rittenhouse was the aggressor when he was on his back being hit in the head, kicked in the head, charged with a gun. I mean, there was a part there where the prosecutor played that zoomed in, that that slow-mo video, and he paused it, and Rosenbaum was entirely behind a car and a lamppost. And he said, can't you see? He has his hands up. You couldn't see that. He didn't have his hands up. He wasn't surrendering. And he kept advancing. It's all... (laughs) Vox says, I like your passion about reasonableness. That's what this is all about. Whether he feared for his life and whether it was reasonable for him to feel that way. Kyle Rittenhouse has proclaimed that he feared for his life. He has not wavered from that. Pretty steadfast that he feared for his life. The question is, was it reasonable for him to do that? And it's... Quite fucking obvious it was reasonable. You got a guy, Rosenbaum, who earlier in the night said, if I get you alone, I'm going to kill you. He then gets Kyle Rittenhouse alone. One of the things I I wish Kyle would have mentioned, and I, I, I hope that the defense mentions it, is when you watch that video of him running away from Rosenbaum. Make myself a little bigger. When you see him running away from Rosenbaum, he points the gun at him, expecting that Rosenbaum will stop. He then turns around and, as the prosecutor mentioned, runs a little bit slow, uh, slower. He was surprised. He seemed surprised that Rosenbaum didn't stop his, his assault, didn't stop his approach. He was surprised that Rosenbaum had caught up to him. So when he turned around, Rosenbaum was right there lunging at him. I mean, what, what is this? Is is Rittenhouse just like the notorious mass murderer who runs away from innocent people and only kills them when those innocent people meander back towards him? He killed people who were chasing him and trying to hurt or kill him to suggest that he meant to do them harm, that he didn't have a reasonable fear of death or serious bodily injury. It just is not found in the facts. And yes, 
damn the defense for putting Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand because any any benefit you got from him crying over remembering it was just completely lost. Just completely lost by whatever the hell that just was. And shame on the defense for not stepping in. Not stepping in and, uh, and, and trying to stop that or slow that down. Shameful. Well, we've been live for a lot today, so I think we're going to call it here. When they come back, we might go live again. But that's going to be it for this episode of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. All available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Check us out there. Normally, we probably won't be going live at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight because we've been live all day today. But usually we go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. So tune in for that. And if you haven't already, text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. And you'll get added to our text alert system and get notification when we go live. So yeah, that's going to be it for this special edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. I wish Kyle Rittenhouse the best of luck. I hope his defense team can can crawl him out, claw him out from this. And if they do, we will definitely be back to cover it. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.